do design decisions involve value judgments? Andy Halliwell has gone and posted this question on LinkedIn as part of our redesigning D&T project and debates. I think this is a really tricky one to answer and our expert group felt that it was an important question that needed debating. Do design decisions involve value judgments? I think firstly, I'd be saying, what do you mean by a value judgment, a values judgment? And maybe in your response to Andy's question, you'll explore what you understand and what your views are of what value judgments are and then whether they actually impinge on or affect the design decisions that designers make and also that children make in D&T lessons. So do join the debate. We're always open to conversation and discussion on this. But for now, on to the next episode. This is the Talking D&T podcast, episode 66. Welcome to the Talking D&T podcast with me, Alison Hardy, a podcast for anybody interested in design and technology education, where I'll be sharing news, views, ideas and opinions about D&T. I've talked before about the research I'm doing, exploring the value of design and technology and what people say the value of it is. I thought I'd give an update this week because we've currently got another survey out that we're asking people to fill in. And I've had one or two comments, understandably, about, so why are you asking us again, Alison? You've already asked us this before. And for some people, you've asked me this before and before. So I thought I'd give an update about the project and what we're doing and why we're doing it and why we've got another version of the survey. So people who've listened to podcasts in the past will understand that this is all coming from my doctorate work, um, exploring what people said what the value of DNT was. I interviewed people, I did some analysis of that and identified 32 reasons. Now, I've never said that those 32 reasons are the definitive reasons for the value of the subject. And I'm not even saying there's any evidence that they those values actually exist. They're just pe- things that people have said that they believe for themselves to be the value of DNT. Now, I want to do lots of things with that work, and we're, we're already doing lots of things. But one of the things that we're working on at the moment is to create a survey to use in schools with teachers, with different groups, to collect lots of different people's views about what they say the value of D&T is. Now, to go out and interview people takes a lot of time and to do that analysis. And we end up having a limited number of people that we can get involved. So I think I did about 22, 23 interviews and yeah, had 32 different reasons and could do some comparisons. But it was quite difficult to be sure that that's was the limit of what people said or thought or whether there was any priority when they thought some things were of more value to them than others about DNT. So unless you ask particular questions in particular ways in an interview, it can be quite difficult to get some of that nuance on a, a large scale. So what we're doing is we're working through a process to do something called validating a survey. And what that does, and I'm sure my colleague Andrew Dunn, who I'm working with on this project, who's a colleague in psychology, will tell me if I'm getting this wrong. But what we're doing is we're trying to determine whether the statements, the values, first of all, are clear. So 
when we give somebody a value that, for example, designing and technology, design technology is a value because children have the opportunity to make and create things. That's not one of them, but if it was, do does everybody recognize what that means? Does it mean the same thing to different people? So we've kind of gone through quite a process. Um, I had some focus groups. I gave people the original 32 statements, for example, and I said to them, you know, do these sentences make sense? What do they mean to you? And so we, we had quite a detailed exploration and we also explored, are there any, is there anything missing? And so that went from 32 to 40 statements. So 40 different reasons on the value of DNT. So that was one part of validating the survey is to make sure do the statements, are they all understandable? The next thing is to see if there are any groups, any patterns in the way people respond. So we took the 40 statements, and this is where some of you may have responded to the survey in the past. And we put that out and we asked people to do it on a Likert scale. So for each statement, how important was this value to them about design and technology? And we had around about 300 responses to that. So we were able to take, that's a lot of responses you know, and to have interviewed 300 people would have taken a long time. So we did that in about six weeks, I think. And a colleague, Richard Trigg, took that data and did something called an exploratory factor analysis and found out there were some patterns and there was some clustering. Don't ask me any more than that at the moment because my brain's a bit frazzled today, so I can't explain any more detail about what that means. But we had some clustering. We had five factors and some of those items of those 40 statements didn't fit. Um, So we were confident enough to try and experiment with these five factors where we had 28 of the statements fitted within these clusters. And so those 28 statements became another survey. And we've had that out in schools. um, And thank you to the schools that have been involved in that. They know who they are. We're working on that data. I've got a meeting this afternoon to work with the rest of the team analysing that data. So we're hopefully going to get some reports out to schools about what the children in their school said the value of DNT is. So that's one of the things that we're wanting to do. But we're still not completely sure whether the statement is measuring what we think it's measuring. So we have to go through the process again, this time with those 28 statements, but with adult systems. We've done it with children. That's thrown at some initial interesting things that sure they don't cluster in the same way as the as the adults. So we're not surprised by that, but it's interesting. So we've taken those 28 statements and going back out to adults to hopefully get another few hundred responses so we can do the factor analysis again to see if there's any patterns within that, any clustering, so that we can compare it with the 2,000 responses we've had from children to see if there's any similarities or patterns between them. So that's where we're at at the moment, is asking people to fill out the survey again with now 28 statements to build up our database of responses. So we have a, we have a, greater confidence in the analysis that we're doing. So that's what we're asking people to do is to help us by filling out this survey. Now, I would imagine that most people listening to this week's podcast are involved in design and technology. Well, if you've got friends or family or neighbours that might want to fill out the survey, they don't have to be involved in DNT. So we want anybody who's over the age of 18 to fill out this survey, and it doesn't matter if they're involved in design and technology or not. What that does, that helps us have a greater confidence in the the validity of our survey. Is it measuring what we think it's measuring? 
We're also about to start running uh, another test in schools. I've got two schools. I'm just waiting for ethics to be approved to send the 28 statement survey back out into two of the schools that I worked with before Christmas. And they're going to ask two classes in their schools to fill out the survey and then to fill out the survey about two to three weeks later. And that will help us uh, check out whether things change over time, how much they might change over time to again check out and support whether uh, we're developing a valid survey. So by taking part, you're helping us develop this survey that that I think will be really useful. Well, it's already started to be useful because what we're looking at this this afternoon when we meet is we're looking at some of the teacher data. So uh, some teachers from the schools that we worked with have filled out the survey and we're hoping to produce a two-page report per teacher. It's still in the pilot stage. There's no guarantees how this was work. But one page is a summary. This is what all the teachers said. And then the second page will be, this is what you said and then some reflective points to think on. And we're hoping to do the same by school. This is what all the pupils said, and on the second page, this is what the pupils in your school said. Apologies for the background noise. So that could be a really useful document, I think, for schools. I can't give any more detail because I don't have any more detail, but I'm hoping that you appreciate why we want you to get involved And it's not going to be imminent. It's not going to be the next six months. But at some point in the future, we hope this survey will be available or that we'll be calling on more schools to get involved to hopefully see how you as a teacher value design and technology by the way you respond to the survey and also how the pupils in your school value design and technology by how they respond to the survey. We've got ideas about getting parents involved and senior leaders and other organisations and so on. But that's where we're at at the minute. I wanted to share that with you um, to kind of help you feel excited as I do about what we're doing, but also to help you think about research. I've shared about a process that we're following. So if you're in schools and you're thinking about research, that kind of gives you an insight into some of the ways it works and what we have to do and what we're thinking about. But also to hopefully encourage you to take part in the survey and to share it with friends, family, colleagues. It doesn't take long to fill out, but it will just help us um, be more confident about what we're doing so that we can then share what we think is a really useful project to get DT teachers involved in the future. Thanks for listening. If you've got any comments, you can drop me an email or you can find me on Twitter. All the details are on the podcast webpage. You've been listening to the Talking DT podcast with me, Alison Hardy. You can connect with me on Twitter at Hardy underscore Alison. Show notes and transcripts for each podcast episode can be found on my website, alisonhardy.work. Thanks for listening.